It is Monday, June 12th. I'm Scott Seidenberg. And I'm AJ Hoffman. The Nuggets look to win the NBA title tonight. Novak Djokovic sets a record. Is Wayne Brady going to have to Djokovic? Here comes the Vegas truth. This is straight out of Vegas. We are straight out of Vegas AM, your daily destination for sports conversation with a Vegas lean. Here's what you need to know to start your day. The Miami Heat try to stay alive tonight back in Denver. Novak Djokovic with the record 23 Grand Slam titles. What is the Vegas lead, Scott? Well, we with have, no hockey today. I know we want to talk VGK. We, we'll can tease, we can do a little bit of VGK. They're on the cusp of a title. Oh, and, yes, they and are. Thus, As predicted by two hockey experts in this room. Yes, sir. Thus a parade <laughs> that we will have later Ugh, on this week. We parades. can debate when the parade's going to be. But let's talk about the NBA Finals. Mackenzie Rivers here with us as we have Game 5 tonight. Mackenzie, what do we have popping up across the board right now, the latest spread for Nuggets Heat? 208.5 is the total. Nine, some eight and a halfs out there is a spread. Nuggets favored, matching the Game 1 spread. But not the total. total not lower. the total. Yeah, total has gone lower. And we've seen as the series goes on and on, the, the games uh, tend to be lower and lower scoring. But for an NBA Finals, to have a spread as high as this, as late in the series as we are, I would imagine that's pretty rare. Because, I mean, yes, I guess you can see, you can say, oh, the teams are, are not even. Game one, you have the Nuggets that are such overwhelming favorites. But then you would think as you get further along in a series, the spread wouldn't be as high. But yet here we are, nine points in a game five. Yeah, I just looked it up. It's the eighth. Highest spread in uh, NBA history. Here are the series. You got Cavs, NBA Finals history. NBA Finals history. You got Cavs, Warriors, Heat, Lakers, Heat, Nuggets. Those are the three series that had this big of a spread this late in, in the series. That's amazing. Um, and I, I just I don't think Miami has played that poorly, but Denver's just on a different level right now. Well, it turns out that it, we talked about um, the being kind of a two-man team, and it was going to be difficult to win like that. And although, I guess you could say Gordon played really well in the last game, but it, it really is, it's as Jokic goes. Like, it feels like unless Jokic somehow has just a terrible game, which it's it's hard to foresee, it feels like the Nuggets are going to, or they're going to be in control of this because there's, there's nothing, I mean, there's nothing right now that says Jokic is slowing down. You, you could say game five, game four, excuse me, wasn't dominant. And it really wasn't for Jokic, but the the Nuggets still ran away with it. So I think like they need Jokic to have a legitimately bad game, like where he just misses a bunch of shots that he normally makes. And if that's what you're counting on, and you got to count on that three times in a row, it, it makes sense. The Nuggets are pretty big favorites here. Like the, the Nuggets feel like they're they've won this thing already. We said it after Game Three. If if the Nuggets win Game Four, we might as well you know start start etching their name into the trophy. Offensively, they figured it out, and they're too consistent. They're fifteen and four uh, on, in the playoffs, but defensively, the Heat have only scored over hundred points one time in the series. Yeah, very difficult to win any NBA game. Uh, that's why I kind of I'm looking at the over. I feel like that the Heat have done everything they could defensively, whether it's try to make Jokic a score versus try to stop everybody else. 
and everything in between. They've tried zone. They've tr- they've tried different man lineups. I feel like offensively, they just got to get lucky. They just got to throw things at the wall that make some kind of sense to get 110 points. That's the only way I see them getting back to Miami. What's that- funny is when you when you really think about what you just said, get lucky. We talked about that. high variance strategy. We talked about the the game where everything fell. Everything fell for Miami in game two, and it was like, well, if they shoot like that. They can beat any. Yeah, if you shoot 49% from three, you beat anybody. Since then, they've not come close to that. It's, you know, the other three games, 33%, 31%, 32%. And that was coming off a 50% in the Mm -hmm. closeout game against the Celtics. So the Heat are very much like if the three falls, then they're in the game. If it doesn't, they're not. It seems pretty simple. So it's a matter of, do you think in, in game five, in my opinion, do you think that the, the Heat went, hit their shots? And if they do, nine's a coverable number, at least, if, if not a game that they can win. Uh, if they don't, I, I see them getting blown out again. Well, it seems like everybody is just ready to crown the Nuggets. You want to go ahead and crown them? You crown. crown their asses! <laughs> crown them as the NBA champions. But we were also ready to crown the Miami Heat as the Eastern Conference champions after they went up 3-0 on the Boston Celtics, only to watch them lose three consecutive games. But eventually we crowned them. And we eventually crowned them (laughs) in a game seven, yes. But Miami, more than anybody, knows that there's a possibility that a team can just lose a bunch of games in a row. like, And it starts with just one. So Miami's going into this game. Obviously, this is the ultimate desperation spot for them. And the idea of just not wanting to get behind is the safest or best bet in this game to go Miami early, Miami in the first quarter. Right now, Miami is a three-point dog in the first quarter tonight. If they have any chance of winning this game, don't they have to have a good first quarter, McKenzie? Plus three in the first quarter. That's an interesting bet. The Heat have covered each of the last three quarters, each of the last three first quarters and we know they were in a bad spot in game one where it would make sense where they would start out flat so they have done better in this series in the first quarter yeah and in game two which you could argue I mean every game has been a desperation spot but game two you don't want to go down 0-2 on the road right so game two desperation spot on the road they actually win the first quarter and then they go on to win that game then you know the last game which was game number four again desperation spot you really you can't go down 3-1, 3-1, which they eventually did, but they won that fourth quarter, the first quarter also, 21-20. So in the two, really you could say desperation must win spots in this series, game two down 0-1 and game four down 2-1, they have won the first quarter. So it's not just covering the plus three. They yeah. actually won the first quarter in both of those desperation spots. Now I'm getting three points. I think this is the best bet for tonight. And in game two, they made a lineup change. If there's going to be one wrinkle that they haven't seen yet, the Nuggets haven't, it would be in the first quarter, like game two when they put Kevin Love in the starting lineup. Yeah, so I like Heat plus three in the first quarter tonight. I don't disagree with that. Yeah, you got the way you guys have mapped this out makes sense. It, it, my, my original thought was I don't want to bet the Heat in any like quarter by quarter in mm-hmm. any quarter but the fourth, but it does sound like they've well, had they haven't been winning early. the fourth quarter in this series. They've like been tied or losing the. Fourth yeah, they've been tied mostly. Which, but, but a tie Ties is a win, win man. Plus a half. Like, uh, uh, taking that plus a half. half. Yeah. yeah, sure, sure. So that's it. that's been the quarter that I've looked back. It's, it's just these two, the two the middle minutes are just eating these uh, these Miami Heat up. And Miami's plus two for the fourth quarter tonight. Oh, I I like well, 
Here's the thing, though. If it's over, it's over. If it's over, you'll see the Miami Heat roll over. Like Udonis Haslam will play. If they're down 12, 15, you know, in the fourth quarter, they're not going to fight the way they would normally fight. Um, you know, and it's I don't know how I feel about Jimmy Butler. Like, I guess Jimmy Butler's saying all the right things. He's just saying them in the wrong tone. Like What's his tone? Uh, almost like, uh, you know, we're, uh, we're, we're in it until we're out of it. And we, we, if, if we lose this game, defeated. if we lose this game, we wasted everything we did this season. So we, we can't, yeah. we know we can't lose this game, which I love hearing that, but I like when it's Jimmy Butler, like the dog, like where he's like kind of in your face a little bit. Mm. Like we're not losing. I'm telling you, we're not losing. It's impossible. Uh, like I prefer that bravado. Yep. To almost like a man, I, he it's like his mind knows the words to say, <laughs> right. but his body language just won't let him say it the way I want to hear it. I think Miami first quarter is 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 my best bet, and I would lean towards the over in the first quarter, honestly, because I think Miami's going to come out and start shooting threes right away. And if they if they miss them, well, we know Denver's going to get out and run, right? That's yeah. what Denver does, especially at home. Denver runs at home, right, McKenzie? I'm not off base by saying that. Denver runs at home. For the last 40 years. Yeah. So if Miami misses them, Denver gets out and runs. And if Miami makes them, we know it's going to be a high-scoring first quarter. I don't disagree with that either. And I think, uh, I mean, you just saw the Nuggets have a lot of success shooting the three in, in game four. They were 14 of 28. They actually shot more threes than the Miami Heat did. And I think the Heat realized now, Having seen their their percentage drop for you know in three of these four games, and they lose three of those four, not surprisingly, they realize how important the three point shot is for them. I think you're going to see a lot of threes from both these teams, and you know if you shoot 35 percent, if you're Miami, you better have a lot of volume if you're going to keep up, and that's uh, that's something that I, I I agree with you on. I, I do think that they're going to come out firing right away, and I think the Nuggets are going to shoot as well because they they just saw they had some success with it, so. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see a lot of three-pointers in this game. I kind of lean to, to the game over. Like It, it, it feels like a, a full game over as well. So, um, game, game one was 219. Now it's 11.5 points lower. That's or, wild. Or what a massive adjustment. And, I, I mean, I guess that you get that. That's typical. But it, it does feel like a, a, a pretty hefty swing uh, to, the, uh, to the over. Jokic, 29.5 points tonight, over or under? Uh, I'm rarely going to bet on someone to score over 30, but... Uh, no, yeah, I'm gonna pass it. I'm not betting it, but I lean under slightly. Lean under. It's juice to the under. I'm so mad oh, really? in game Open four. The to the over. We talked out these player props and the Autobio points, rebounds, assist. Lost by a hook, 34 when I needed 34 and a half. Mm. And the Jokic rebounds. He only got 12 when we needed 12 and a half. I could not believe lost both those bets by the hook. Very. Very disturbing night. <laughs> so I, I may be leaving out player props for game five. Jimmy, maybe Foster, taking some time off. Jimmy Butler, 26 and a half is his total for tonight. Uh, your boy, Bam Adebayo, 20, uh, uh, 20 and a half. Well, I can tell you this. If Jimmy Butler scores less than 25 and a half points, th- this series is over. Like, it's mm-hmm. over. like I think Jimmy Butler has to put 30 up or there's really not even anything to discuss. Uh, this is... This is I don't want to say it's been a bad playoffs, but since the I guess since the since he left that game in the Knicks series, right? Like it's been a different Jimmy Butler. It hasn't like yep. in the in the Bucks series, he had all this swagger. He was dominating the series. Um and and since then it's just been kind of 
doesn't feel like the same guy. Doesn't say feel, and he's one of the. I won't be surprised if we find out there's like some sort of major injury and or, or at least a mid grade injury that's going to require like a scoping or something like that. But it just doesn't feel like this is Jimmy Buckets that we were seeing in round one of the playoffs. Or maybe he's just exhausted, which is entirely possible. When you carry your team uh, early in these playoffs, maybe he's just out of gas. Are you uh, intrigued by the fact that the ratings for this finals have not been as drastic a drop-off as people thought heading into this series? Because it was like, oh, Nuggets heat. It's not a sexy matchup. But it's kind of been right on pace with where we were last year with the Warriors and the Celtics. It's down 3% in ratings and 2% in viewership. It's really nothing. Yeah, and Boston-Golden State, you would think from a market size standpoint, is an ideal matchup versus this one, Denver and Miami. But it's a fun story. It's, it's, uh, it's, your, it's that fat guy at the Y. You know what I mean? Like He, he, does, he plays, Jokic does, uh, in a very entertaining way that you just have to watch. The reason I bring that up is because this Denver team's not going anywhere. And right now, they're the favorites to win the finals next year. And I think that's a good bet. <laughs> this team is really, really good. And they just made a trade over the weekend to ensure that this window, like, stays open now, which is very rare that you have a team that's in the NBA Finals that makes a trade. But I understand that they're trying to get it done because the draft is coming up in, what, 10, 10 days? So they trade with Oklahoma City. They get a 2024 first and second round pick and a 2023 second round pick for a protected 2029 first round pick. So it, I think it's very, very interesting that the Nuggets are trying to get picks now in this draft coming up on the 22nd, where they'll have the 37th and 40th pick and another pick the year after next year in 2024, a first round pick that is the, it's going to be the lesser of the picks that the Thunder have, but it's still an extra first round pick. I think the interesting thing about the Nuggets next year is when you look at the Western Conference, every other contender has question has marks. question marks, mm-hmm. and you know Memphis has a big, glaring question mark. They were the two seed. Uh, Sacramento, I think Sacramento, like the question is, can they do it again? Like it, it was this was obviously the the best season they've had in twenty years. Can they do it again? Phoenix has questions about who's going to be on the roster. Uh, Clippers always have questions about health, but also questions about what they're going to change about their roster. Golden State has questions about what they're going to change on their roster, not to mention health. Lakers roster changes. Uh, Dallas didn't even make the playoffs this year. Like, so yeah, it feels like the Nuggets, if you said who's the safest bet Mm -hmm. to be back in the finals next year. In the Western Conference, I don't think there's any question it's the Denver Nuggets. Yeah, Nuggets plus 500 right now to be the NBA champion next season. And they're the, they're the team I'd bet before anybody else right now. What's the uh, what's the series price right now compared to Jokic's MVP odds? Are they exactly they're the same? They're exactly the point? same. Minus 5,000 both ways. Okay. Man, that feels about right. That's a bridge jumper bet if you want to make it. That it feels about right. I, I don't need $100 that badly. <laughs> but I, it's, I'm sure if Fez were here, he would say it's a great bet. It's a great bet. So, uh, yeah, I, I'll, uh, I'll let someone else make that wager. But I, I am, I, I'm, I'm not surprised to hear that they're the exact same.
I remember the 15 Warriors one, and everyone said they got super lucky with health. They got super lucky with this, yada, 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 yada. But they were just way better than everybody else. And I feel like that's where we're at with the 2022 Nuggets, where they're playing a brand of basketball we haven't seen before, and they're just playing at a high uh, level, way higher than anybody else. Net rating in the playoffs are plus eight. The next highest is not the Heat anymore. It's the Celtics at plus two. Uh, it's, they're, they're in a different league right now. And I think it, you get six to one at the Westgate. I think that's a decent bet for next year's title. The Nuggets play total basketball, like total football. Like, exactly. They play total basketball. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, you know, with Jokic is Jamie Tart. You don't play to me. You play through me. <laughs> I'm not doing it wrong. You're doing it wrong. I do think it's funny that in the Western Conference, like, normally my thought is, well, the Nuggets aren't very good away from home, and they're not. But really, nobody in the Western Conference is. So that's kind of to their benefit. Like, if if everybody's got the same struggles on the road besides seemingly Sacramento last year, like I said – uh, then does it matter if you struggle on the road? Whereas in the Eastern Conference, like the, the top teams, what separates Milwaukee, Boston, and Philly, at least what separated them this year, was they had they had road success. Uh, I, I don't think it matters that much in the Western Conference. It seems like all every team struggles on the road. It's a matter of can you win all your home games, and Denver wins a, a, a vast majority of them. So, yeah. well, we also know the regular season's meaningless. That's true. Well, and it's funny. At what point during the regular season now do we like start to see Denver say, "Okay, we've got to do with Jokic what everybody else does with their superstars." I mean, we saw it this year. They just need a decent enough lead in March, and then they can rest them, you know, every other game and not play them this full amount of minutes. That's what they did. I mean, that's that's what happened. It seems it, sound, it seems smart now that everyone's yeah. been healthy the whole the whole trip. Twenty eight for Jokic. So in twenty twenty nine. He'll be 34. I think that's their, they're defining the window by trading that pick. Yep. 2029 first round pick. Game five tonight. Denver, nine point favorites, 208 and a half as the Nuggets look to win the NBA championship. I'm RJ Bell, and I'm going to give you some straight talk. Now, there's two types of people that try to be healthy one is the fanatics. They're the types that show up in Vegas and they got a water bottle and they got like a celery chopped up and Let's forget about them because I'm nothing like them. And you know what? I know a lot of them love AG1, but I'm not speaking to them. You guys got it covered. You know AG1's good. I'm talking about the people who try, but they're not perfect with it. And to me, that's what makes AG1 perfect is you can have a big dinner and maybe eat a little too much. Maybe have that glass of wine or that beer. You're not feeling great. Next morning, you have the AG1. And all of a sudden, you're back feeling good. And to me, if you can have that as your home base in a way, that, that center, that equator, that center that you can return to at any time with just a nice drink and feel healthy, well, I love it. If you want to take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3 and K2 and Five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase exclusively at drinkag1.com slash rjbell. That's drinkag1.com slash rjbell. Check it out. DraftKings, the leader in fantasy sports, just dropped a brand new fantasy app, Pick 6. Now, what's different about this thing? I was never a big fantasy guy. You know why? Is I always worried, you know, who's on the other side? Who am I playing against? With Pick 6, you're not going against another player or players. You're going against the bookmaker. You're going against the number that they put up. So all you got to do is pick between two and six NFL players and choose if they're going to have more or less of the stat that interests you. Download DraftKings Pick 6 app now 
and sign up with code RJ. That's code RJ. Only at DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. But age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Valid only in states where DraftKings Pick 6 operates. Pick 6 not available in all states, including but not limited to Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date lists of states, please visit dkng.com slash pick 6 states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com. History at Roland Garros. You like that, right? How I knew it was Roland Garros? I, knew, I, I like that, yeah. French Open, Novak Djokovic wins his 23rd Grand Slam men's title. That's more than Rafael Nadal, more than Roger Federer, more than any other man to play in a singles event in the sport of tennis. Serbian guys nicknamed Joker. Things are going well for them right now. Things are going well. It's a it's a great time to be a Joker. Uh, Novak Djokovic has won ten Australian Opens, three French Opens, seven Wimbledon's, three U.S. Opens, and I was looking at some numbers prior to the show. Since Roger Federer won his first event in two thousand and three, so we'll start the following year in two thousand and four. There have been seventy seven. Grand Slams. Okay. COVID year, there was only three. This year, there's been two. So 77 Grand Slams. 64 of the 77 have been won by either Federer, Nadal, or Djokovic. And Djokovic, Mm. Djokovic didn't win his first one until, you know, much later than both Nadal and, and Federer. And he has won 23. If you think, think about this. 26 of the 38 remaining uh, Grand Slams since Joker has won his first. 26 have been won by Federer or Nadal. If Federer, like, how do I say this? Novak Djokovic is the greatest tennis player of all time, but he came into the start of his career when we had two of the other greatest players of all time in their primes. Like, that's like, that would be like, I don't know. Mickey Mantle playing at the same time as Willie Mays. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I guess the bag says the team sport versus individual. That would be like Tiger Woods coming in when Jack Nicklaus and Arnold Palmer are in their prime or in their prime. Yeah. Yes. Like at the yes at the tail end of their not, like not in the tail end like in the middle of their prime. Which, is, which makes it even more amazing. But also like that's what you want. And really, you can't be considered one of the all time greats if you don't have an all time great. To go against, sure, and I think that's like some of the some of the the like when you talk when we talk the NBA and we talk about the all time great players, like sometimes it's hard for me to think about like Bill Russell or Wilt Chamberlain and think about like well who was the big foil for that guy who was the guy he was up against Try, like who was the second best player that he was so great that he dominated and it's like oh maybe not like. Jordan made people forget about Magic Johnson and Larry Bird, which is insane. But that's that's what like that Jordan came in in the in the prime of Magic mm-hmm. Johnson and Larry Bird, and became the greatest player in the world. This is very similar, and I'll be honest. Maybe even because it's an individual sport, maybe even more impressive. If Novak Djokovic was American, you would hear you wouldn't hear anything but talk about Novak Djokovic. Like there would be no other talk. Well, yeah, I mean Pete Sampras and Andre Agassi were two monsters of the sport, and we haven't had one in so long. 
And the, the, like was, the, the best American in the recent years was what Andy Roddick. Yeah, I mean, I mean who was who was a better? I mean, it ain't, it ain't Jack Sock. With all due respect, Jack, I, I like you, but you know, it's like <laughs> who's been the best American male tennis player over the last twenty something years? Andy you know, Roddick. it's yeah. been Andy Roddick, right? <laughs> Which is crazy. And how many how many of these uh, Grand Slams has Andy Roddick won? Like one or two? Did he win one? Uh, one. I think he won one U.S. Open, right? I believe so. And in fact, he won <laughs> yeah. that U.S. Open. The same year, that was the last time Andre Agassi won a, 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 a Grand Slam. So the same year. Yeah, 2003. Andre his, Agassi his... and Andy Roddick won. That's the last time an American won a Grand Slam tennis event. It, so men's tennis is just not as interesting to Americans if there's not an American involved. If there, if Djokovic was American, we would we would be talking about this dude nonstop because what he's done is absolutely incredible. He's the... He's like the greatest at what he does. There's very few people that you can say they are the greatest at what they do. Thank you. I think Marion Rivera and AJ Hoffman and closing like Marion Rivera to the next guy, like to Trevor Hoffman, your cousin. Mm-hmm. There's it's it's such a drop off, right? And I guess maybe you can't say that because it's like not that much of a drop off between Djokovic and, and Nadal and Federer, but like. How about this age of tennis is the, yeah. is that? It's incredible. Oh, we're never going to see this again. No. We'll never see this again. Like, we thought we were like, oh, man, you remember when Andre Agassi and Pete Sampras and Jim Courier were all going at the same time? And it's like, yeah, but those guys weren't nearly this good. Like, Pete, it's, it's, yeah, I mean, Pete Sampras, yes. You want to say, Jim Courier won, like, three events. <laughs> we're like... But at the time, it like, felt like know, Jim American, Courier was, like... American, the, yeah, big American, yeah. Big American tennis he, star. It was legit. Uh, and, and there were, I mean, even guys like Boris Becker. Were I feel going like Courier was Andy Roddick's coach, by the way. He might have been. Yeah, I, I think know. so. But it, now it feels like there's these three guys that are all incredible, mm-hmm. all have an argument to be better than anyone we've seen before them. Yeah. And they all happen to be playing at the same time. It really is wild. Think about that. Since Joe, since Federer won his first event, 64 of the 77 majors have been won by three men. Only, like, that's insane. That's insane. What's there's even only, more insane only is nine guys that have won majors, and only two of them have won multiple majors in Stan Wawrinka and Andy Murray. What's even more insane is they didn't let him play in the uh, in the Australian Open because of his vaccination status. He would have had. He, he, I mean, and Australian Open is basically like a free square for him. Uh, it, it seems like. That may have caught, and we talked about this at the time. It may mm-hmm. end up, caught, I think it was on Straight Out of Vegas on Fox. We talked about this, like it may end up costing him in the all-time great conversation. Yeah, I don't think it's going to. I, I think he's just going to be the all-time great. Rod Laver won all four in the same calendar year. So that's why that's he. That's why going to be my go. That's why he has an arena named after him. But Djokovic could do it this year. <laughs> he could, and it starts in in, in Wimbledon, uh, July third. The odds are up. 2023 Wimbledon odds, Djokovic plus 110. So damn near even against the field. Do you see Nadal on there? Uh, Nadal plus 800. Yeah, I feel like he just he out he outaged them or they aged out. Nadal's 37. It feels now. that way, and Federer, Federer certainly 40. did. Like Federer, he could it, win like eight in a row. Yeah, you know, I, I, and that's it, like that's what Scott said. If the only people who have stopped him are Roger Federer, uh, Rafael Nadal, and basically. Vaccination statuses. He could have forty-five. <laughs> All yeah. of those seemingly are out of the way now. Like, so who's going to stop him? I don't know. You replay his career without Federer and Nadal, he could have forty-five. 
It'd be not unbelievable. Even, not even a stretch. Like he would, Isn't that wild? He, he could have be, like 40-something. Yeah. Like you talked about Mariano Rivera. He would be the Wayne Gretzky. Right, like right. There would, yeah, there wouldn't be somebody second. There's not yes. even a discussion about second Better place. Example. Better example. Thank like, you. Like Rivera, there are some guys. Like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. There's, but like with Gretzky, Gretzky's the greatest hockey player of all time. You can argue about second place. There's literally no one you can even come within a stretch of an imagination to say, yeah, he was better than him. Whatever you think about the LeBron Michael debate, Patrick Juan is prime. No, you can yeah. no, you can people can throw Kareem or Wilt or things at you and Bill Russell and there's different metrics so they can say these guys are better than all of them. There's no metric that Gretzky's not the best. If Nadal and uh, Federer didn't exist, like he would be Wayne Gretzky of tennis, and like tennis would be named after him. I, I, <laughs> I don't know what would happen, but that, that would it'd be the end of the story. Greatest Wayne Gretzky stat ever. If he never scored a goal in his career, he'd still be the all-time leader in points. It's insane. It's insane. <laughs> but we'd be talking about Djokovic the same way. Yes. I, but but I, I do believe that Djokovic playing during this era only enhances like his legacy. Mm-hmm. It only makes him feel even greater because the fact that he's been able to win all these grand slams with those two guys in their prime just tells me like th- this is that dude. He is the dude. 36 years old. How many more years does he have? three or four. I mean, he, again, this guy is a guy and part of the big vaccination thing was he takes care of his body in a way that a lot, even, even a way that a lot of high level athletes find to be insane. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's clearly preparing himself for a long career. I think it's a matter of like, how long do you want to go? Because it's hard to walk away when you're, just beating the shit out of everybody. Like I, I wouldn't want to walk away from my sport. Like Amanda Nunes retired on Saturday, and she's in, also in that conversation of people who, if you don't think she's the best female fighter yeah. of all time, you're just wrong, and that's okay. But you're wrong. She's the only one to have two weight classes, right? Yeah. Yep. But two champ titles and two. Weight but classes, literally right? every other fighter that's in the conversation for greatest ever, Amanda Nunes finished them, like stopped them in she the. She beat Ronda Rousey in forty seconds. Yeah. Yeah. Chris Cyborg in a minute. So, yeah, she's the greatest, but but it's that same sort of phenomenon. She retired on Saturday, and it's like, man, how do you walk away when you're that dominant? It's a very rare thing. George St. Pierre did it in MMA as well. Uh, you know, Floyd Mayweather, uh, combat sports in particular, guys don't like to walk away when they're able to beat mm-hmm. everybody. Guys, almost almost everybody you see fight – if they have, if they've got four losses on their final record, two of them were the last two fights. That's typically the way it works. Guys fight until they say, "Okay, I'm not that dude anymore." Like if Djokovic loses a couple Grand Slams, and like if next year he goes, he wins one out of the four, does he look at himself in the mirror and go, "Man, just don't have it anymore"? Yeah, no. I don't think so. Yeah. I, I think he's like, he's like, "Man, I'm still one of the best. I'm still, I'm still competing here." So until he like starts going out in round one and is like embarrassed, mm-hmm. I, I think he keeps going. And uh, I, mean, I think he's just better than everybody. Speaking of the Serbian connection, Jokic the other day talked about a text message that he got from Novak Djokovic. So actually, he texted me for real. Yes, he texted me. Yes, yes, he texted me for real. He didn't lie. Yes, I mean he's. I mean he's amazing, of course, in his sport, and uh, he's making the history <laughs> every time. Probably he's gonna go as a, one of the best ever, if not the best ever. Uh, he has a he has a he has a nice opportunity uh, to win another one uh, another one and uh, I mean he's just uh, he's just uh, 
amazing sport and uh, having him as a, as a countryman that he represents us in the world, it's, uh, I think it's a great honor. And I think the people in Serbia are, are uh, really happy that, uh, they, that we have him as, as uh, our countryman. The best part about that clip, watching it, is, and, and if you haven't, go to like the NBA's Twitter page. They have the video there of Jokic's uh, press conference when he spoke about uh, Djokovic. His face lit up. Like he was so yeah. happy, you know. Like we're we're still talking about like, uh, I mean, a kid, right? He's what twenty seven, twenty eight years old, yeah. and to have like that's a cool moment for somebody like yeah. that. So you know, he's like dominating the NBA, back to back MVPs, about to be the Finals MVP. He gets a text message from Novak Djokovic, and like his face is like his face lit up. So that was kind of cool to see. You know, something else I was thinking about when we were talking about the dominance of these three guys, like. I, I'm a little bit older than than the two of you, but like I think back to that Courier Sampras Agassi time, and I still remember there were guys like there were ancillary guys who were, I mean you could argue were better than than probably Jim Courier, but we heard about Jim Courier because he was American, but like Boris Becker and Stefan Edberg and like Goran Ivanišević, there were all these guys who were like on the realm. They'd come in and they'd win a Grand Slam every now and again. I don't know that I can like. If you ask me two weeks from now, mm-hmm. when uh, when a championship hasn't just happened, name a professional men's tennis player active that's won a Grand Slam that's not those three guys. I'd say, oh, I don't know. Well, uh, it's, it's this. It's Alcaraz. It's like the new up and coming. That's stud. a made up guy to me. He's Carlos won. Alcaraz. How many? How many does he have? He just won the U.S. Open last year, and that's his first Grand Slam. That was his first Grand. Don't slam. talk to me about him until yeah. he, win another one, bro. He's you, the, got one. He made the final. He just yeah. He's the he's uh, twenty years old. And he's the number two ranked player in the world right now. He is like, he, he it's the next. Uh, he didn't make the final in this um, this past French Open, oh, no. Okay. Uh, but Jok- I think Djokovic beat him um, in the semis, maybe. But yeah, he's um, he's all anybody talks about in this sport. He's right now. He's a flash in the pan. He's Sergey Bruguera. Remember him? No, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Ivan yeah. Lendl. Djokovic no. won. Lendl was good. He was good. Three sets to one. This is the competition. This <laughs> yeah. is all you got. <laughs> It's Are crazy. you not entertained? <laughs> it is crazy how good this guy is, man. I, I love to see Is it. this your king? That's what I was thinking, yeah. As expected, the Oakland A's are the hottest team <laughs> in baseball. Come on. Yeah. Uh, if you look around Major League Baseball, boys, they're, the longest winning streak right now is five, shared by the Arizona Diamondbacks and our Las Vegas A's. My Five straight wins after the A's finished off a sweep of the Brewers yesterday. They took the final two games of their series against the Pirates. If you started with a $100 wager on the Oakland A's in that second game of the Pirates series. And why ju- wouldn't you? I mean, it, it makes <laughs> right. sense to take $100 to the window and say, I want to bet on the Oakland A's. Yeah, just as many times you know, as I can. Hey, they won that game 11-2, so it was a no sweat Domination, maybe, maybe you had some inside info. You were like, you know what? Mitch Keller, his 7-1 record against James Caprillion's 0-6 record. Hey. You knew it. We knew it. We knew what was going to happen. Anyway, the A's won that game as big dogs. They have then won four straight games after that as heavy money line on there. Actually, some of them weren't heavy, like minus well, plus 152 and whatnot. But if you started with 100, looking at the consensus closing odds, you'd be up $1,828 right now. If money line rollover. Rolled it over every time. Yep. So you started with game one. You won 100, won you 230. Then you took that 230. You did it on game two, plus 150 something. And then you kept going and going and going. You'd be up Eighteen hundred and twenty-eight dollars and ninety-four cents. I did those calculations today. That's nice. Yeah. 
Nice, nice little payback there for the Oakland A's. So now the question is, are they going to be swept by the Tampa Bay Rays? Feels like there's value. You roll I'm it seeing, over again. I'm seeing Number six. minus think, 250 tomorrow with Zach Eflin ooh, against hmm. Caprillion. I think what you have to do here is you take the 1820 $8. Literally no one did that. That you're up. <laughs> There's one guy. Okay. No one. Show too. <laughs> and then you take the leftover 94 cents uh-huh. and you put it on the ace. Okay. That might gotcha. be the move. That might so be. So you lock in the profit. I think you cash out. <laughs> you lock, yeah, you cash out, lock in the profit, and then just, just keep riding it. No, you're right. The Tampa Bay Rays are monster favorites against Caprillion and the A's in Oakland. Uh, Caprillion, though, is coming off his arguably best start of the season. Six innings, one earned run on four hits. That was against the Pirates, right? Against the Pirates, And this yes. is against the Tampa Bay Rays, the best team in Tampa baseball. Tampa Bay Rays, yes, best okay. team in baseball. I thought so. The Tampa Bay Rays who just took two of three from the uh, Texas Rangers, yep. and Shane McClanahan becomes the first 10-game winner in Major League Baseball. Boy, if someone... Zach well, Eflin, not far behind him. Would, if only someone would have given him out as the Cy Young winner in the American League before the season. Oh, wait, we Very did. Wise. We did. Although I can't brag about that because my Zach Gallon Cy Young ticket took a hit yesterday as Gallon gave up five runs to the Tigers. But don't worry. Didn't take the L. And his next start is at home. Okay. Where he is the most unhittable pitcher in Major League Baseball. All right. At home. So we're okay. We're okay, people. We're okay with Zach Gallon. Don't worry. Let's talk about the rest of the board here for Monday evening. The Braves are at the Tigers. Charlie Morton's on the hill for the Braves. They're big favorites, north of $2. Tigers probably going to go with an opener. It might be Alexander, but nothing's been announced yet by Hinch. It'll probably just be a, a bullpen day for the Tigers, but you give the Braves a massive edge there as uh, Atlanta's coming off, taking two of three from the Washington Nationals. Although, getaway day system got them as they lost Mm. to the Nationals yesterday. Uh, Speaking of systems, Sunday night fade in effect, maybe? Red Sox beat the Yankees in 10 innings last night in the Bronx. Travel then home to Boston, where they host the Rockies tonight. James Paxton's on the mound against Connor Seabold. Boston's minus 267. Now. And they played extra innings last night. One inning. Okay, still it's extra innings, extra baseball. It's also only a four-hour a drive from New York to Boston. So it's like an hour flight. Say, do you think they drove? Like, yeah. I can't imagine. They, yeah, they probably took the, uh, like um, the. I'm the guessing pro- they took a team plane. Yeah. Yeah. But sometimes this is the Red Sox. It's not like it's the, no, uh, sometimes they would take like the, the train, like the, uh, like the Amtrak, the what? quick train. Yeah. No way. Was it called the T in Boston? No, no. Like they would take like the, yeah, they would take like the Amtrak. That's going crazy. To, to Boston. The um, tunnel. This isn't the A's. <laughs> We're talking about the Red Sox. But it's a quick trip from New York to Boston. I Here's how I would apply the Sunday night fade. I'm not betting on the Rockies. I'm sorry. I'm just not. They're 11-21 and 21 away from home. They're not a good baseball team. Uh, if you look at how many runs that they have scored per game this year on the road, Colorado, 3.69 runs per game on the road. <laughs> if, you, if, you just, if you just took that number and put that into the category of overall runs per game, it's the second fewest in Major League Baseball. I can't trust them to score away from Colorado. Fair enough. But the Sunday night fade usually sees that Sunday night team start off slow. 
not score a ton of runs. I think we're in for an under at Fenway tonight. Red Sox, little groggy after the Sunday night game last night. Rockies don't score anyway. Also had a rain-delayed long game against the Padres yesterday. So I think we're in for an under. And the number's juiced high because it's Fenway. But I think we're in for an under uh, in, in Boston. So I'll go under 10, Red Sox and Rockies. Giants are at the Cardinals. St. Louis just can't get out of their own way. Matt Libertor is the starter for St. Louis. Logan Webb will go for the Giants. Giants road favorites, and and this is a line that you Cardinals wouldn't— Cardinals stink. Yeah, wouldn't, you wouldn't expect <laughs> to see it, but the Cardinals really just can't get out of their own way. Angels at the Rangers. It's such a high price for the Rangers at minus 160, but they're so good. Uh, and it's Dane Dunning Day. It is. Dane Dunning, 5-1 and one with a 2-5-2 ERA. Tyler Anderson will start for the Angels. Reds are at the Royals. This Ellie De La Cruz, I don't know if you guys have been watching him. He's a freak. He's he's the most fun player in all of Major League Baseball. He had a couple of more. He had the two more infield singles in the game against the Cardinals yesterday. The dude, he, he calls himself the fastest man in the world. Like, he, it's funny. But... He grounded the ball to the second baseman and beats Adam Wainwright, who went over to cover the bag as the pitcher, and he was safe. Yeah. Like, my a son- ground ball in between the first and second baseman or whatever, and and, and he, he beat it out. Yeah, my son sent me a uh, a, a, a meme of of his time, uh, his sprint time, or his, fast, his top speed yeah. compared to Trey Turner. Yeah. And he's like, Significantly faster than Trey Turner. Who, What's also crazy about it is he's six foot five. Yeah, like he he might he's like the strongest and the fastest. Yeah. It's not fair. It isn't fair. I'll tell you what. I the Reds are underdogs for some reason at the Royals. Zach Greinke's on the hill for the Royals. Luke Weaver goes to the Reds. Not only do I like the Reds as dogs, but I would go over one and a half total bases for Ellie De La Cruz. He's probably going to homer off of Zach Greinke in his first at bat. But I'm going to go over one and a half total bases, De La Cruz. Plus 580. Uh, if he homers? Home run, yeah. Anytime home run is plus 580? Uh-huh. I like it. I like it. <laughs> it's not bad. Not, I mean, why not? Uh, Marlins are at the Mariners. Jesus Lazardo against Bryce Miller. Seattle's minus 135. Low total of seven and a half. Phillies at the Diamondbacks. Matt Strom goes for Philadelphia. Arizona's minus 115. Tommy Henry gets the start for the D-backs. And we talked about the Rays at the A's as uh, Tampa tries to play stopper to the hottest team in Major League Baseball in your future Las Vegas A's. We got a big show tomorrow. We'll preview game five of the Stanley Cup final as the Golden Knights look to close out the series against the Florida Panthers, which they, they probably will. Like, they're going to close it out, right? Guys, you aren't, you're, you're not going to do that. I'm not doubting it. Yeah. I got I, confidence, friend. I feel like this series is just over, and the odds are, are showing, like, Vegas was, what, minus 130? Minus 135 in games one and two. Now they're minus 165. Whoa. Like, this series is over. Like, that's the the books telling us that, you know, they believe that Florida's out of it. And um, and, uh, the series could have already been over. Florida scored with the the goalie pulled with three minutes left to tie the game and win it in overtime. I'm just so excited to see what happens because uh, you saw the fight as soon as the game ended. Yeah. You know, yeah. yeah, that was crazy. So that. on Saturday night, uh, it's going to be fun. And uh, the parade, we'll have a parade here in Vegas, like we already had for the Aces. But we're going to have a parade here. I don't know where it's going to be. And I don't know when it's going to be. I hate parades. Dude, 
This is going to be a great time. It's, yeah, I'm not going. It's going to be a great time. I'm not going. You going, McKenzie? I probably won't make it down. I'll, you I'll, probably will? I probably will not, no. Okay. You hate parades? No, what's wrong with parades? They're you stupid. Get to see though. your favorite athletes. It's going to be insane. Champions. This city is so, like, rocking right now for the I, I, It is awesome. I love it. Do you know that they had a watch party at the Las Vegas ballpark where the, the aviators play, the minor league baseball stadium, on Saturday night? They sold, like, five-hour tickets, whatever, come in. They filled the entire ballpark. Yeah. They, I was going to go, but it was on Saturday night. The entire ballpark. The UFC fight was yeah. on. The UFC card was on. I was going to go, but it, it's, I mean, it's unbelievable. People are stoked about this. And in hockey fans, non hockey fans, it's bringing everybody together. It'll be the uh, first championship of the four major sports. Again, I say that with all due respect to the Las Vegas Aces, who won the first championship here for the city of Las Vegas. But Hey, this will be like back-to-back years. We're, we'll become, we're becoming the city of champions. That's what it looks like. Aces, Knights. Raiders. Aces, <laughs> Knights. <laughs> uh, but we'll talk about that game, more about that game coming up uh, on tomorrow morning's show. And then we'll probably be recapping the Denver Nuggets winning the NBA Finals. Uh, head on over to pregame.com where you can take advantage of a variety of amazing offers we have for you including canadian football yeah dude canadian football you want to know uh what happened over this past weekend in canadian football montreal covered two and a half montreal did cover two and a half they won 19 to 12 tell the future yep the uh the the saskatchewan rough riders with a 17 13 win over the elks the BC Lions that we talked about that on Friday on Thursday night they won 25-15 and the team that is the favored to win the entire league they had the shortest odds to win the CFL I believe that's called the Grey Cup yep is the winner of the CFL was the Winnipeg Blue Bombers they won 42-31 mm. over the Hamilton Tiger Cats ah, so 42 Cats. the uh, highest Got offensive them. output of anybody in the CFL over the opening weekend. They uh oh they won the first quarter 21 to 4. That's pretty good. Yeah. Canadian football. Four, four points. points. <laughs> <laughs> but you can check out a lot of uh uh our pros at pregame.com are offering CFL bets. Fezic, Goodfella, Steven Nover, Spartan, J.R. O'Donnell doing uh, CFL bets. You can check that out. We got a I great I just give out my picks for free here. Alouettes minus two and a half. Uh, you got it. Alouette. <laughs> yeah, we did that again last week. I- I'm just going to pick the Blue Bombers every week. Okay, it's a good call. Yeah, they're the best team in the league. All right. Best offense. Team total over. Parlayed with the over. Yeah. yeah. All Winnipeg-, Winnipeg and the over. That's okay. the play. Okay? Blue Bombers all the Should way. Should we just bet them to win the title? I mean, they're no. dominant at yeah. this point. I mean, that's up in Canada. So uh, we have a special offer for you as well. If you use the promo code CFL25, you're going to get a $25 free bet to use on the CFL. CFL25, use it at pregame.com and get yourself a free best bet on Canadian football. Because while there's no NFL for some time, you got Canadian football. And you know something? If you can't have regular bacon... At least you can have Canadian bacon. That's true. There's nothing wrong with that. For Mackenzie Rivers and AJ Hoffman, I'm Scott Sattenberg. We are straight out of Vegas AM.